Hello, and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. So it is a little late as I'm recording this, and uh, that's to hopefully get the episode out a little early, uh, so I can clue you into a live stream happening tonight, the day I'm recording it here, uh, which is December 3rd at 6 p.m. Central Time. I'll be doing a bit of like a hangout and chat and playing some tunes, uh, talking a bit, in order to celebrate uh, the release of Pay the Pipe Maker. So I did get that album done. Uh, I finished with 25 minutes to spare before Bandcamp Friday started. So that's good. Um, yeah, so check that out. It'll be, like I said, Bandcamp Friday is the best day to buy music from musicians. And, uh, if you want to help fund my efforts to get a set of border pipes i'd appreciate if you went and bought the album if you don't uh pick it up on friday and you want to make sure to give me as much money as possible and not uh, have Bandcamp take a cut i'm taking donations on paypal and anything over seven dollars i'll send you a downlink code so you can get the pdf booklet and um, all the streaming and downloads you want from Bandcamp. So anyway, that's my little plug for Pay the Pipe Maker. It's pretty good, I think. And um, yeah, I'd say it's it's considerably better than Oyster Wives Rant. It's only 19 tracks and they're mostly sets as opposed to last time around where it was like 37 and they were almost all <laughs> just single tracks. Um, anyway, so check that out. Uh, and you know, nice thing about Bandcamp, even if you don't want to buy it, you can just listen to it and check it out. There's some familiar stuff on there, some new stuff on there. We might play a sample track or two here. One of the things that I like about the Pay the Pipe Maker album is that there's a lot of high B and high C notes played on Highland Pipes on there. And I've been kind of meaning, I've been doing quite a bit more work with doing high Bs, high Cs on Highland Pipes, and um, I still get questions about it. So I thought, uh, why not our second to last episode of the year, probably, uh, finally get the high B and high C kind of revisited something like six months later. How is it coming along? So that's going to be kind of the thrust of this episode. Talk about high Bs and high Cs. And then I, and since we're doing high B stuff, we're going to have a tune from the magnificent, uh, pipe maker and piper Malin Lewis. Uh, they make pipes and make these extended range pipes sort of like the Donald Lindsay system. Uh, so we're going to play a track of theirs. And then I'm also going to play a tune from, uh, Bob Cameron, who has sort of been my, you know, best confidant for talking about how to play high Bs and, and that sort of thing on Highland Pipes. So we're going to play a tune from Malin and a tune from Bob and then a bunch of tunes from me, as is usual. Uh, so I guess to start things off, this is a set of tunes. Um, well, I guess to start things off, let's to go Bob. Like, I had been thinking about playing the high B um, 
I've been thinking about it. When I realized that border pipes were so similar to Highland pipes, but I didn't have a border pipe yet. Um, and then I was thinking, I was wondering if there was some way I could like adjust the reed to make it work to be able to play those high notes on uh, Highland pipes. And as I was kind of thinking about that, um, I saw Bob Cameron post about it, and he said he was doing it on Highland pipes. And I said, "Well, how do you do that?" And he kind of told me how. Um, and his approach uh, is is kind of the one that I have come to again, <laughs> like after not doing it the way that he was. At first, he said, "You know, the trick is to put the corner of your thumbnail into the A hole to do that alternate fingering for the high A, where it's just the thumb open, um, and then put the corner of your." your thumb into the a hole and then squeeze really hard while you're kind of lifting the fingering up to a B. And at first I thought it was maybe going to be easier to slide the back thumb up from the bottom of the hole rather than actually dig in. Um, but after, you know, several months doing it, that hole just digging it in works best. So anyway, here is Bob Cameron playing the lark in the clear air. And you can hear him use a high B in there. So uh, thanks a lot, Bob. And he uses a similar setup to mine. He uses a B-flat chanter, um, but he's using Shepard B-flat reeds. Now, I have to say, I have been able to do this um, with a, you know, McCallum, just a regular old McCallum, um, regular old McCallum chanter from, like, the early aughts. Um but uh, I don't have a recording of that for you. But anyway, he's playing a McClellan Poly B-flat chanter with Shepard B-flat chanter reed. And he's using balance tone high-res B-flat drone reed. So he's he's all set up for B-flat. Um, I don't think, like I said, though, I don't think you need to have a set of B-flat pipes to get this to work. Anyway, here is Lark in the Clear Air. So I've been really enjoying playing around with high Bs. Thanks again, Bob, for that tune. Um, I've been really enjoying playing these tunes, uh, playing this note. You know, supposedly there's a fingering chart in Sutherland's manuscript. I've looked through that manuscript a dozen times 
page by page trying to find it. Um, I can clearly see the other fingering charts in there, but I haven't seen the Highland Pipe chart. Um, but I trust Ross that it's there or that he has it someplace else. Uh, he wrote kind of a little article about it years ago. Um, but yeah, I just can't find it in the PDFs that he has uploaded to Ross's music page. But it does seem like it was a thing that um, Pipers did in the past of kind of play those high B, high C notes. And that's sort of what got me, one of the things that got me started on this kind of new wave of playing these notes. I mean, I, I went and did some gigs, uh, did a gig, I guess, went back up to Grand Portage, right, and played. And it was a fun thing. Um, I started playing more and more, and it was funny, I still had border pipes in, but I was starting to play more and more high B, high C notes, and kind of all my favorite tunes to play on border pipes quickly turned into my favorite tunes to play on Highland pipes. Um, But then I also just was, I encountered, uh, uh, I don't know, just somebody that wanted to, like, mansplain bagpipes to me a bunch up at Grand Portage um, when I was, you know, there presenting and giving concerts about 18th century bagpiping, which is a thing I kind of know a thing or two about at this point. I'm, I'm not too humble to say. Um, and he just like wanted to, he just kept interrupting me, uh, when I was like giving a concert to some visitors in order to like quiz me so he could answer the question and sound cool. Um, and so that brought out some bad urges in me. Uh, and so when he finally kind of left and walked away, I was like, all right, well, check this out. And I played All Lang Syne and put the high B in there. And he didn't even turn around because he was busy explaining something else to somebody that they already knew. <laughs> so it was all for naught. Um, but anyway, I I think shortly before or after that, I kind of got started thinking about high B notes again because of a TikTok video that somebody had posted. And, you know, TikToks and bagpipes are getting kind of kind of crowded. There's a lot of uh, a lot of pipers over there, a lot of highland pipers. We need more island pipers and border pipers and North Armin small pipers. All your non-Scottish uh, pipes, get over there, man. Like, the highland pipers are great to watch too. But um, there's this organ player that had this whole video about how it's such a travesty that because of the scale and the range of the chanter, you can't play um, Braveheart on the bagpipes, which, like, I'm thankful for. Um, But then I realized, oh, actually, I I totally can now. And so that sort of kicked this whole thing off of kind of thinking about how I would teach people how to do this. My plan for this episode had been to have another piper over and teach her how to play uh, high B and, like, see if I could do it. Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> so we're just going to uh, deal. So anyway, this is my TikTok response to that video, uh, talking about, um, playing Braveheart and bagpipes. So you'll hear, um, the other guy's voice first. His name on TikTok is, uh, West Piper. But you can't play the Braveheart theme on bagpipes. I know, what a tragedy. Okay, all you non-pipers, quit watching now. Okay, so I just wanted to include this for us. I know none of us want to play the Braveheart theme, so thank you for making the excellent video. Good information in there. I just wanted to point out that you totally can, and seemingly uh, a couple hundred years ago, it wasn't all that atypical for Highland Pipers to pinch up to high B and high C. All you gotta do is give it a heck of a lot more pressure. You gotta have your drones really open uh, so they don't shut off. And then I just like to dig the corner of my thumbnail into that A-hole. And then it works. Here it is.
So you can kind of hear the challenge with that, right? The high C is hard to get right. High B is hard, but high C is really hard to get right. And I, I figured out some tricks to deal with it. Um, yeah, you can also hear, well here, I'll play, I'll play a separate track of me playing the Braveheart where the sound quality is a little bit better. And I'll tell you what my thoughts are on the matter. So the key to getting, you know, if high B, the key is to dig that corner of your thumb into the A-hole at an angle. I didn't say that's how to do it at start. I actually started growing out my right thumb nail in order to be able to do that quicker, um, which I don't know that it actually helped all that much. But when I, but at, at a certain point, I have gotten to the point where I'm not using my thumbnail anymore. I'm actually, I've just got a feel for kind of barely poking my thumb into the hole. Um, but I think for learning, it's best to just dig your nail into the corner of the A-hole and um, finger the B. The innuendos here are intense and real, and we really, I need to like do some fan art or merch that is dig the thumb into the A-hole, I guess, that that's the way to make money as a piper, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the way to start. Be sure to thumb or to finger that alternative high a so it's just the back thumb and then the b and you notice all of the tunes that i'm going to play today go from an a to a b and it is i haven't really been able to successfully go from any other note up to a b other than a high a to a b i've, I've done it occasionally but it's really hard to do consistently and with braveheart when i'm trying to get up to the c i think like honestly i've recorded this a couple months ago at this point and i don't really want to try it again and i want to get this episode out and it's 3 a.m so i'm not going to try it right now but the to get up to that c i think you know i was just trying to walk it all the way up the other thing that you'll hear that the notes kind of do a funny switch between the c uh, kind of the b and the c and i'm actually fingering a d uh kind of an alternate d fingering where it's basically just my middle finger on my lower hand is is going down in order to get to that high c note and the the reason why this isn't more popular is that every chanter, every read, every day seems to be different. Where, uh, I don't know if any of y'all have had that experience with your Highland chanter, where you're sometimes when you go to finger an F natural, it's an F natural, and sometimes it just comes out as an F. And like, depending on which way you go there, it'll, it'll play correctly or not. That's what playing the high C is like. And the high B too, to a lesser extent, but the high C is very... Uh, temper, temper, it's very annoying. <laughs> it's very irritating. Um, I think the way to do it actually, the, the, the only way I've had success in getting it is literally bending the note from a B to a C and maybe not completely opening the C, but just half opening it, and then you'll get a pretty consistent C. But again, you've got to match that with a lot of extra pressure. Another detail that I think I've, I've learned that's been helpful is like when I say your drone's got to be open, I mean your drone's got to be open. And 
it's sort of a different beast setting up uh, a set of Highland pipes so that you can do this. I think it still sounds musically good when you're not, you know, doing bendy notes still. Um, but it's it's kind of got a different vibe where you want to tune everything so it's at like maximum pressure. So when I say have your drones really open, I mean have them really open. And unfortunately, I'm using cane reeds in order to get this. Um, to make it easier for me like I understand how to manipulate cane reeds better than synthetic ones so with a cane reed you know I just sometimes I literally have to go in and you know bend the cane open so it'll stay open more uh, at those high pressures uh, I've also done the trick of adding a bit of putty to the top of like towards the base of the tongue of the reed if you put some wax or some putty or something on the reed it kind of makes it stay open like it won't shut off uh, it'll be really hard to blow it out with that extra bit of weight on the tip of the reed or the the tongue it'll it'll stay open um, yeah so that's how to get it going so I, I always think it my interpretation or the way that I kind of internalize playing a high B and making it still sound good because you'll, you'll hear it in border pipes too uh, and like inland pipers when we're first learning and not very good at getting the second octave yet where the drones kind of <gasps> wheeze really bad border pipes are really really distinct for it you can definitely hear that um second octave wheeze unless it's a really well-made set um that's kind of got that in mind anyway i think i can actually hide the wheeze better in highland pipes than i can on border pipes uh, at least on those those banton border pipes and that's just by having everything so it's almost gonna squeal like you really gotta have a lot of pressure so i think of it that that stupid uh, or that avengers scene where you know um the Hulk is not the Hulk, and he's like, how are you, how is it that you're not the Hulk right now? And he's like, well, it's because I'm always nearly the Hulk, like, I'm always angry, or something like that, I can't remember the line, but, like, that's sort of what it is. You gotta have everything almost to enough pressure where it'll go up to the high B if you do that fingering, just as your default. And you can make some adjustments to your read, kind of changing the position, putting some tape in, so that it sounds still musical, to me, anyway. I, I, I still enjoy the way it sounds when you're playing with everything so high pressure. Um, I'm using a Hardy Channer from the 60s with a B-flat Shepherd Reed. Um, but like I said, I've had success with others. I just haven't recorded or like played with it much because I only really have one Channer going, and it's this Hardy with the Shepherd Reed in it. And while I could get the high B and high C with those McAllen Channers, like it wasn't good. I'm so not accustomed to that super high pipe band um, super sharp pipe band sound anymore so uh anyway the other thing i'd recommend the challenge with um the challenge with it is like you want to play a tune you want to play a tune that kind of gets you into those high b's and high c's right away um because you know a lot of melodies that we play like braveheart's sort of nice for this where you're kind of right in the first line you're going up to high b and high c um, several of the tunes that I have found that are good for playing these high B's and high C's on, that's like the second part of the tune. So you're sitting there and you've played the first part and then the second part, and like, oh, I ruined it. And to me, it was just like, oh, I just would rather have the tune right away. So I know if I had it or not when I'm practicing. Um, the other thing, the other good trick for Highland Pipers are trying to do high B's and high C's. If you don't successfully get a high B or a high C, you will get a B or a C. Uh, and it might be a squeak. If you get a squeak, that's a bummer. But oftentimes, if you go for a high B and you don't get it, you'll just wind up with a B, which is still musical. So, you know, it's not the end of the world to just keep playing it. And 
if you're learning a tune that's new to you, you should just play through your failed high B attempt. Like, just play through it. Otherwise, if you miss the high B and then you stop and start again, it can just develop some bad habits. So play through your misses um, when you're kind of taking these to a tune. Um, That's that. The other tip, uh, Bob Cameron said that sometimes when he has a read that doesn't want to go, that doesn't want to pinch up, he will just cut a millimeter at a time off of the end of the, the read. So this is a thing that Inland Pipers do all the time to tune their instrument, but Highland Pipers, I think, are pretty averse to that um, because we just buy a mass-manufactured read and or the pipe major gives us one if it doesn't work. But yeah, if you just you know take a razor blade or something super sharp and cut a millimeter off of the read, sometimes that has been successful for him for making that read pinch up to high B. So there is there's a lot of... A lot of variables. Um, the other thing I'd say is pick a tune that you know. Auld Lang Syne's an obvious one. Uh, here, another kind of social media response thing. Uh, I was looking at somebody's doing how to play Frere Jacques on bagpipes to teach people. But hey, Frere Jacques is a good tune to use those high Bs. So here is a high B Frere Jacques, something you can practice yourself. recorded that a couple months ago too but you can still hear that uh, like where the the drones definitely wheeze up um let's do another one this is uh when the king enjoys his own again is a good historic tune definitely uses a high b when i've played in the highland pipes in the past and it's actually on my uh, oyster wise rant i just did the the thing that all highland pipers do which is just hit the at high a a couple more times or give it a grip and then we'll call it good Um, but this is what the tune's supposed to sound like Works well with a high uh, high B. So Frere Jacques is pretty new or pretty familiar to everybody. Uh, when the King enjoys his own again, although it's you know a Jacobite tune, um, like old school Jacobite tune, and then also when the world turned upside down, so in kind of American Revolution tune, it's not one that a lot of people know. So let's do another one that's going to be more familiar, and this one is Ye Banks and Brazel Bonnie Dune. So this is a tune that a lot of us know. It's a big popular Burns tune. Um, but it sounds better with a high B as kind of anybody else would play it. So here it is. This one, I think it'll be another good learner tune to kind of plug it in, but you'll hear like so far, all these have that same problem where the high B comes in the second part. I think just the structure of Highland pipe tunes where it's, you know, the f- part A is a lowish low hand stuff. And then part B or second part is a high B or high hand stuff. Um, and that high hand stuff is where you're going to get the high B's. So 
anyway, just means you should practice doing scales and practice just making that upward move uh, often. Uh, so yeah, here's your Banks and Brace Old Bonnie Dune. that sounds pretty darn good um okay another i guess we're, we're doing every other tune is one that i think is pretty familiar so we'll do another unfamiliar one uh this is tom glenn uh also known as mocking majority's buyer i play this tune lots from uh Aird's collection and uh yeah it, i started playing it as a border pipe set played it on the podcast before as a border pipe tune but here it is on highland pipes As I'm uh, recording this, uh, my the first album is sold, so you know, first first record sale of Pay the Pipe Maker. Cheers, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually having a bit of a dram from the Balvenny Double what I bought to celebrate Oysterwise rent coming out in February. Uh, it's kind of wild. I never thought I'd put out two albums in one year. Um, yeah, and I feel weird because I'm probably going to put another one in January or February because there's still a bunch of tunes that I played this year that I really like. Um, anyway, where were we? Some tunes, some high beat tunes. Um, in Tam Glen, uh, I think one of these tunes, you can hear that like I missed the high note, but it still works good. It still drops down. Anyway, let's do another familiar high B note or high B tune. Uh, maybe not, but this is another TikTok one clearly, uh, but it was a heck of a lot of fun and you'll hear the high B note towards the end. But again, I miss it and it just drops down to the low B instead. And it still sounds fairly musical.
I should probably get off TikTok, huh? That's sort of ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I think I actually played that tune as a kid. Uh, I remember watching the cartoon and having my practice channel on my lap trying to figure out how to play it. So when somebody asked me on TikTok to play Ninja Turtles theme, it's like, oh yeah, I think I can do that. And I can play some high notes, uh, even though I failed that uh, high C at the end there. Anyway, this is a cool thing to do, I think. It sounds musical. It takes a little bit of practice. It's another thing to do with your pipes um, to kind of do something exciting, do something new. It's a way to stand out. And I think it opens up some repertoire stuff that we're kind of having to fake. I was I tried to do Danny Boy because like Danny Boy is so big. It's so very big. Everybody asks you to play it. And that's sort of the same thing with Braveheart too. Like people ask you to play Braveheart and if a drunk comes up at a gig and asks you to play Braveheart and you bust out a high C Braveheart, that fool isn't going to appreciate it. He's going to think, yeah, there you go. So it's sort of like whatever. And same thing with Danny Boy. Like, if we're playing Braveheart and Danny Boy, then we're kind of doing a disservice to other pipers that have to put up with being asked to do it and then being told, well, somebody else did it. Um, but it is a tune that a lot of people play. But Danny Boy, it's still too long. You can't get high enough in order to not have it jump an octave. But the kind of decision that you get to make then, if you have just one or two extra notes, is like, well, is it better to fake the low notes or fake the high notes? And I think Danny Boy is one of those things where it's the low notes are more important than the high notes, so kind of setting it up a little bit so it sounds right. Um, but like I said, it's, it's challenging. I couldn't quite pull it off. Also, the more Highland Piper's playing these high notes... Um, you know, we're doing, it's like a funny way to reverse engineer border piping to sound like lowland, like lowland piping to sound like border piping, sound like music from the borders to me. Uh, there's an article in a recent um, common stock issue, the uh, lowland and border piping societies newsletter where Matt wrote an article, Matt Seattle wrote an article all about how to play the high notes, the, the high Bs, the high Cs, and why we should do that, and kind of a an argument for you know, the border repertoire, like, let's play all these border tunes, they're, they're amazing tunes, and we just don't really, uh, they don't get as much play as they should, because a lot of times people are treating border pipes like a second Highland pipe, which is fine. Lowland pipes, bellows blown pipes were played in the Highlands as well, like, it's foolish to pretend that they weren't, but there is this really awesome and kind of unique music approach and style in the borders that is sort of being neglected. And so if we can get a bunch of Highland Pipers playing those high Bs and Cs, then they'll want to play that on their border pipes, which aren't designed to do it, so then pipe makers will have to start making high Bs and Cs. And not start. Like, I don't think... I, I don't know. I get the sense from talking with some border pipe makers or lowland pipe makers that they'd like to do that but there's no customer for it because most of their customers just want a thing they can play highland tunes on so if we're all starting to play these high b's and high c's then it's going to be people are going to have to develop chanters that do that um that are kind of catering towards those uh scottish highland piping audience i'm I'm pretty excited. I'm hopeful. I still haven't, I don't really have an ETA at all for when my set of lowland and border pipes are going to show up from John Swain, but I am missing them dearly. Um, and I guess that's a good, a good thing to end this segment on. You know, I, uh, last episode we finished with John Charles's fireproof pipes as played on those border pipes. The problem was that 
like I kept on having new ideas about what the tune should be. And I finally finalized it. I kind of finally finished what I wanted it to sound like, but it was months after I had, didn't have the set of border pipes anymore. So it kind of pushed me to figure out how to do all the stuff I was doing on those border pipes and the Highland pipes. So I think I've gotten pretty good at the high C, pretty good at the high B, and pretty good at kind of keeping everything sounding good. So this is, in fact, the, the last track on Pay the Pipe Maker. This is uh, John Charles's Fireproof Pipes. John Charles, of course, is the incredibly generous person that lent me his border pipes so that I could play them while he wasn't able to. Um, and this is the tune, and this is this sort of feels as far as I've gone uh, in terms of being able to play the Highland Pipes, honestly. It feels like, oh, I unlocked a thing that you can do in Highland Pipes, but uh, I was trying to copy all the things that I had just figured out how to do on Border Pipes before I gave them back, but I think it works out pretty good. I think it's a good tune. I uh, hope you like it, and then we'll... I'm not going to play Malin's track here, uh, just because... You know, Malin is an amazing piper and had a whole concert with Charlotte Henderson you might have seen in the news um, before COVID hit of two octaves or double octaves, I think, where they were both, you know, Jar on Illin pipes and Malin on their pipes um, being able to play two octaves, which is pretty incredible. Uh, but the track that Malin sent me, that's sort of the nicest one that they have recorded, and it's a really cool cr um, track. It doesn't use any extra notes. It's just beautiful small piping um just <laughs> so um so yeah it's we're gonna play malin's track on this episode because they are making instruments that can do that extended range but i'm not gonna put it with these high b's and c's it'll be a good one to go out on um yeah i think what malin is doing is basically doing donald Lindsay's uh system for the chanter except making it out of wood which I don't really understand how it's possible. Um, and yeah, so it's cool stuff to look forward to. Anyway, let us uh, finish up this high B, high C section. Uh, we'll probably do another one of these. I had hoped to get a clip of somebody playing Brian, Brian Baru pipes and kind of talk about extended range Highland pipes in general, but I just ran out of time this year, honestly, to do that episode. And at this point, I just did the math. I've been playing high Bs and Highland pipes for eight months. So this is eight months in with not totally dedicated work on it, uh, and this is about as good as I can do. Uh, this is John Charles's Fireproof Pipes, uh, played by me on Highland Pipes, on the album Pay the Pipe Maker.
and uh, although not high BNC, this is a good time to play Malin's tune. Um, the name of this tune is, it's sort of funny, like it's almost worth watching rather than listening to, so it's in tune with nature, and you know, occasionally people will use their bellows to do music stuff with it. Um, Charlie Henderson claims to have done that on um, uh, Courting is My Pleasure album, or the Courting is a Pleasure. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear the sound bits mixed into it. But with Malin's track here, I can hear it. I can hear the bellow sound. And if you watch the video, you see a lot of sea stuff. Malin's from the Isle of Skye. And, you know, obviously the sea is very important to folks on the Isle of Skye. Uh, and it's kind of a constant reminder or constant part of the landscape and anyway so the use of the bellows in this track as sort of ambient sound really is effective um i'm not sure if this is a set of pipes that malin themselves made or not but um yeah it's a glorious sound and tune so thank you malin for your work kind of developing an extender h channer uh malin did say they are planning to put out an album next year well, they have been very busy with uh pretty exciting academic appointments and being nominated for kind of young folk trad, um, yeah, young trad musician or folk musician of the year on BBC Scotland. So, uh, yeah, lots going on for Malin. <laughs> um, but if they get an album out, uh, they said they'd be willing to come and like do a chat on the podcast. So hopefully that happens. But meantime, here is In Tune With Nature, lovely playing and kind of arranging from Malin. And also Malin's one of these people that like does everything. So, like, they also play fiddle. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's them. I think that's them playing on this, too. Um, I think other instruments, too. But bagpipes, uh, small pipes, making your own bag, making your own small pipes, playing small pipes, making chanters that have an extended range, playing highland pipes, playing fiddle. Uh, like, me, that's just, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Anyway, enjoy this lovely track from Melon Lewis in Tune with Nature.
Yeah, I just love how I think Malin has gotten the bellows to sound like a regulator, like a, a breather, breathing apparatus for scuba diving. I think that's what's going on. Love it. Lovely tune, though. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think uh, we're going to let this episode be a little bit short because I am fading and I have to get some kind of sleep because I got a concert tomorrow uh, or hang out or not tomorrow. It's later today, uh, in fact. So anyway, we're going to go out with another track off of Pay the Pipe Maker. This one is uh, a collection of tunes from Rutherford's Country Dance Collection from 1765. It's a really lovely collection. I think I've played um, played some tunes out of it before. Um, but yeah, so when I was looking through it and I uh, saw this tune called Strip Me Naked, which obviously is an interesting enough title that I wanted to play it, uh, it just struck me that it sounded an awful lot like green sleeves, and so over on the bonus episode, uh, or on the Patreon feed, I played it as a set for a kind of the extra Halloween episode I posted over there. At least I think, I think that was a bonus episode and not uh, and not an episode over here. Um, anyway, um, I've made some changes to it since then. Anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, this is a set of green sleeves, uh, and then into Strip Me Naked, Jack's Alive, and Tom Edwards, and all of those uh, three final tunes are in Rutherford's Country Dance Collection. So, anyway, there's some inland piping in here at least, because this has been a very Highland Pipe um, central episode, even though it's sort of about how to make Highland Pipes sound like border pipes. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're a Highland Piper, play around with these high B's and high C's. I, like I said, I've got some other things I want to talk about and I think I will probably wind up doing another check-in episode, especially if somebody finds the actual uh, fingering chart from Sutherland's manuscript or any other interesting details about it. I'd like to check in with this. And as I said last time, um, or previous times, if you're playing around with high B's and high C's and getting something good with it, I'd love to hear it. Love to play it on the podcast so we can check in next year with that. Um, hopefully we'll see some of you on, uh, the Facebook live event at 6 PM. Even if you're not on Facebook, you know, good on you. If you're not, um, you can log in. That's, it should be open to the public. So there'll be a link in the show notes. You can go and, and hang out with us if you want to. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Thanks everybody here again to, uh, final reminder, you can buy the bomb. You can go buy the album on Bandcamp. You can also, if you're listening to this later and, want to just support my endeavors to buy an instrument you can send me a paypal donation anything over seven dollars i will send you a download code so you can get all the cool interface and interaction on Bandcamp. um thanks everyone as always if you want to support the show you can also go to patreon.com slash way where we've got lots of bonus episodes and cool things going on over there all right cheers